Alright, so Sylvan LeCue, formerly known as Quest, really dope MC, uh, been a fan since just, you know, me being me, I'm always on the internet looking for like whoever's the dopest shit to play. I do have another radio show where I try to play like all of the dopest shit. I haven't done that radio show in a while, but I'm going to be back to it. That show was called Going Radio, basically... If you've ever, you know, I mean, every tweet I do for like the past however many years, well, I had a different Twitter in the beginning, but after a while I just switched it to goingradio.com. The .com means that is a real URL that you should, you know, maybe consider going to, but people just fail to recognize that. But anyway, uh, I've always been just looking for like the best, you know, dopest shit. Um, and... Dude is a, is a really good MC. Uh, what can I say? He's changed a lot over the years. So you're going to hear a fair amount of music on this episode. But some of it is... How shall I say? It might sound like, you know, a different artist at points. What you're going to be getting is music from different phases of his career, if you will. Okay, so, you know, people are most, you know, most definitely allowed to grow and change over time, whether we're talking about The Roots or Nas, who I, who I think is like one of Sylvan's favorite MCs of all time, um, or even Jay-Z, who we discussed on the show. People are allowed to grow and change over time, and hopefully with their growth and changing, they still remain, you know, dope at the art of MCing, which which I can definitely say he is, but, uh, so the music from this phase of his career is gonna sound, you know, pretty different from the other phase of his career, but he's a dope MC. Met him for the first time South by Southwest 2015. I didn't go this year. Like, we both happened to be, it wasn't, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, necessarily a backstage, but there's, like, a you know, semi-VIP section of a show that we were both at, and it's like, if you're up there, you're kind of like, you're somebody, and I'm not really somebody, I just had some credentials that got me, you know, kind of all around, you know, or wherever I needed to go, and I was like, I was like maybe 25 feet from him, and I was like, yo, that looks like dude. Or what have you. Like, you know, I know what he looks like. I was like, yeah, that looks like dude. And I said, what's up to him? And I was like, are you a rapper? He was like, yeah. Then I just showed him his music on my iPod. He was like, oh, shit. You know, fast forward to recently. Um, so here's what, here's how this all wound up happening. And for the record, my disclaimer is... I can't think of a good place to record podcasts, okay, in Los Angeles. I feel like if I go to a library, you're going to deal with, oh, you can't be talking this loud, just having conversations in this quiet library. If I go to a golf course... Not that I know any golf courses that are super available to black people just sitting there and, you know, recording interviews. Or even super conducive to that, or like that would even allow black people to sit there and and record an interview. 
wherever I live, I'm not gonna say where I live, but it's like the outer reaches of where people usually go, like especially visitors usually go where they're coming to LA. So there's a good hotel lobby, like right across the street from my crib where you could bust out a good interview but it's again it's like if you come to LA you're not really coming to where I live okay so it's either gonna be like if I look up on a hotel lobby conducive to wherever somebody is or I look up on a quiet conference room conducive to where somebody is then cool but it's usually gonna be a coffee shop so this episode is in a loud coffee shop. I feel like it's a great conversation, never on my own dick, but I feel like every conversation I record with people is usually pretty good. This episode is a loud coffee shop. Next episode is a loud coffee shop conversation, the one that comes after. The one that's coming out next week, that's a loud coffee shop conversation. And you're just going to have to deal, okay? If you're riding with me as a fan of this show, then just just ride with me, okay? This is not, you know, this is not engineered by Sarama Ram or whatever that dude's name is at the Engine Room Studios with Combat Jack. And, you know, this is just off the muscle, okay? You got to get it off the muscle. This is a free show. I don't have any bevel advertisements. I don't. I have nothing. Okay. I I actually come out of pocket to get this show on SoundCloud monthly. Okay. So this is just dedication. This is just you know just trying to put out some dope shit without you know thoughts of oh it, it just gotta blow up or you know we gotta figure out a way to monetize this. None of that. None of that is going on here. So uh, this particular coffee shop though, it worked for a few reasons. It it worked and then it didn't it almost didn't work for a few reasons okay the coffee shop my first time going to this coffee shop was I was going to one of my favorite restaurants in the area but I'll, I'll shout out the restaurant if you're ever in the area uh, my two cents I don't know the the exact uh, address I don't feel like looking up the address my two cents is like really healthy soul food and it's on Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles and the first time I stumbled upon this coffee shop, I was almost ass out of luck, shit out of luck. I was almost fucked up in the game. Okay, uh, leaving this restaurant, my phone died. Uh, my phone wasn't charged or what, what have you. My phone died, and it's like seven o'clock ish at night. Everything around me is closing, and I'm just like scrambling for a way to get like five percent. You know, on my, my phone was dead. Zero shut off. Scrambling for a way to get 5% on the phone just to, you know, get enough phone life to call Uber. Because it was pretty far from the crib, uh, from where I live. Um, so I'm just scrambling, running around, running around. Thank God this, this coffee shop was open. It's like a block or so from the restaurant. And I was like, dude, you know, to, to the employees, I was like, dude, I really need to charge my phone. Can I, you know... Can I buy something and charge the phone? They were like, sure. So I bought a bottle of water, kept them moving, charged my phone. And then uh, that same coffee shop happened to be near where he recently performed in LA. And you know that. And then that gave me another reason to go to my favorite restaurant. 
you know, for lunch that day before I met him, and, but yo, they, like, the first time I went in there, it was like, I think it was like a weekday, but yo, they have this stupid ass policy where it's like, you cannot record on the weekend, or you, you can't use a laptop, a no laptop policy on the weekends, because I guess they don't want just people, you know, kicking it in there all day. So we had to figure out what we was going to do uh, once, you know, once they came up, once I found out that that fuck shit was, was in effect, we had to figure out what we were going to do, and we recorded this on a mic with my laptop, and we thugged it out, we muscled it. Uh, the, the mic was on the table in between he and I, and the laptop was like hidden on a stool, the mic was connected to the laptop. And we got it done. Alright, so that is what it is. Uh, thank you, Sylvan, for coming through. Um, check for all the stuff. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you for all the support. I mean, it's it's not big numbers, but it's, it's big enough, you know, to please me. I'm, I'm really uh, pleased with all the recent love y'all have been showing me. You know, let's, let's keep it moving. Okay, let's keep that energy going, people. This is another one in the books. Pretty good one. In my opinion, the first song of the day is Maybe I Should, a song from Search and Sylvan. It's the opening song, a uh, song that I referenced later on in the show when we were discussing that album. Alright, so here goes, and, you know, hope you enjoy. Peace. Should I even hold on? Should I even hold on? Should I even hold on? Huh. Early mornings, this ceiling is too familiar. Smell the stench of my clothing. Messages from my love and my stomach's touching my back. Wake up knowing I'm fucking broke. I can't even fix me a sandwich. But you can cut these records and dream a vision that trumps everything you've seen through your eyes. My mother's waiting, my brother is feeling tired. A grown man as I suffer through family ties. Sitting home alone where everyone's working, trying to survive. Fuck. You can see it in a way I'm fronting. I clean a house every day to feel like I'm doing something. So I contribute nothing. These bills pal, see my mother fake a smile Hoping all this music shit I'm doing now is worthwhile <laughs> Pray she's not embarrassed <laughs> Her compassion's what I come to cherish Man, I know I'm after something more But these times make me question what's the start Should I even hold on? Huh. Should I even hold on? Huh. The world's telling me there's nothing here to see Got me wondering if I should go on Man, should I even hold on? Huh. Should I even hold on? It's roadblock after roadblock Tell me how exactly am I supposed to go on I stop myself so I don't get excited These are usually the moments when you'll face a tyrant Hopes up, hopes up, watch them fall You wonder why you should even believe at all I'm caught between who I am Caught between who I think I should be to this fickle land Caught between who I want me to be What my family wants me to see What the fans and industry needs I hate to think about it But what if like What if like I don't master my full potential And I become less than in my supposed credentials A slave to could've been stuck in my oldest residential Like I would've did it but shit just wasn't efficient I'm always thinking excessive You feel the hunger? I'm desperate more than ever, the tone's becoming aggressive My love, it's not a question, no I'm after something more But these times make me wonder what's in store Should I even hold on? Now should I even hold on? The world's telling me it's nothing here to see Got me wondering if I should go on Man, now should I even hold on? 
should I even hold on? Huh. It's roadblock after roadblock. Tell me how exactly am I supposed to go on? Used to work as a janitor, cleaning toilets Took the bus like every morning to this office space Sad to see the faces on these workers One came to me looking nervous Told me no matter what, always try to search for your purpose Or you might just end up like me I'm 45 and drive a Bentley Decent wife, but I hate the life that I chose Damn, made me stop and think to myself All the shit you come to accomplish has made you a living hell I guess it ain't what it seemed A part of me should appreciate that I'm chasing a dream But I'm a realist And a part of me would rather be stable Normal shit Guess for me that wasn't placed on the table Past decisions Everything was made to be instant I need it now, I need it now Nobody told me settle down and just focus your efforts Mother and I were at odds Father was hard-headed Shit to him was Wizard of Oz My ex was holding me back Was too concerned with being married I carried a sense of guilt to any damage even buried I forced myself to grow up Take on responsibilities that we're out of my league, boxed in, I couldn't breathe, write raps, whatever G, you see the shit that I'm going through to, stressing the time, meanwhile I'm losing it all, apartment, a job, the car, materialism, what kept me in prison, I guess I wasn't honestly living, admit it, huh. back in my mama's like I never left, I'm crying tears trying to catch my breath, I've been here too many times, I can't take it, I can't take it, first time I contemplated death, huh. Peace to the daily departed You know it's real when you find yourself back where you started, my lord You knew that there was so much more in store I guess it would be crazy to ignore Maybe I should hold on Alright, Thursday throwbacks I'm here with the homie uh, Silver on the Q We're thugging it out, we're breaking, we're breaking rules here But uh, we're doing yes, what we gotta do mm-hmm. Alright, uh, so let's see I go all the way back to Broken Headphones I'm, yes. a, I'm right. a long time follower mm-hmm. uh, For those of you who have never heard Broken Headphones It's still online Yes Like it, You gotta like search a little bit harder But like it, is. it started on Z-Share And just the, the industry shut that down Yeah. So man. Z-Share is not there no more Mega Upload is not there no more But it's, it's still available if you know like if you know how to dig through the nooks and the crannies of the internet, it's still there. Um, so tell me like some of your memories of recording that. Um, just definitely like a lot of grind, a, a lot of a lot of excitement. Um, definitely a lot of hunger, especially because it was coming from a place of new excitement. You know, you, like I, there wasn't a lot of you know you never heard of a lot of people releasing mixtapes online, mm-hmm. like. You, know, you had a couple rappers that you know maybe had like a hip hop game sponsor type you know server deal or like you know Dad Pip started emerging around some time, but um you know around 2008 2009 like music was just starting to abundantly come out independently, and I just remember it being really exciting, really new. It was like very uh it was very the culture was very untapped yet, and it was still something that you kind of had to discover and understand. Um, yeah, recording that was just like. It was prime, man. It was it was probably one of the most exciting times of my life. And I remember there was like not controversy, but you were like kind of upset about like some like one of the songs didn't come out mixed right or something. So what happened with that? Like, um, it, it just didn't come out right. Uh, okay. the, the entire actual actually the entire uh, project it wasn't mixed the way that I wanted to be, wanted it to be mixed. And it's funny because I was mixing the songs and like trying to master it and not really understanding how to master it. Uh, it was it was funny, man. I was young. I was like 18, you know, trying to like get it, you know, 19 years old, just trying to, you know, put together a body of work. I did everything myself, picked the beats, found the beats, uh, did all the mixing, recorded my own vocals. So. Okay. Yeah, man, it was definitely a little bit of controversy. Okay, so after that was how thoughtful. Um, what made you, well, two things, like, what made you decide to just do a whole tape over, over other people's uh, beats and then 
it was uh, like you weren't just like showing like oh I can rap on this. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of those songs had messages to them. Mm-hmm. Like what what made you just decide to do like a whole tape like having something to say more than just oh look at me I can rap. I was going through a lot um, after broken headphones happened. I was around 18, 19 years old. This is funny because it's like way back in the crates. So around after that happened, um, I was going through a really big downtime where I lost, I was living on my own, I lost my apartment at that time, um, I was, I was, uh, basically lost my job, was, I was definitely homeless, um, sleeping on buses and sleeping on benches wow. for a while, and I just, I just felt like I wanted to pen, I wanted to rap, when I did Broken Headphones, it was so much thought behind music and putting together original songs, and without thoughtful, I just wanted to pen out my emotions and pen out the things that I was going through, but in a super rap format, so I could really convey some of the things that I was learning and some of the experiences that I was going through vividly at that time. Okay, uh, let me ask you, because this is uh, something I've been wondering forever, was No Future, was that an original beat or was that somebody else's beat? Because I don't know what song that was. I was like, this is the craziest beat Northern I've never heard it's nobody a, else on it. I, don't, I actually don't know First song is not an original beat, but I okay. know um, I know Ninth Wonder produced it. Ninth Wonder did it. Yeah, okay. but uh, I don't know who originally was on it. Oh, so it's just like on the Ninth Wonder beat tape somewhere. I think so, man. I think okay. you know that's around the time of the uh, YouTube yep. LimeWire, like okay. you know, instrumental discovery. So I saw it, heard it, was just like, man, I gotta get on this. Uh, let me take off my jacket real quick. And yes, I'm actually taking off my jacket. You can probably hear it in the mic. Yeah. RTC, you ready? Let's go. Back when I was little, I spread in my position as a now was a fairy tale. Record tale, possibly be merry well. Well, the opposite is now a curve and deterred from all my previous words. And my skirt never lazy as ever contributes to my addiction of this never ending cycle. Suicide rifle, make a change cool, but this change is like a possibility. Never happening. Will I be rapping till forever ends? Making money I could never spend. Living by the box that I could never end. Will I ever win? Praying that my questions will be answered as I move into the future. Scariest times when other peers advance. While I'm stuck inside a trance, trying to break the spell of blacking. No financial backing. Back in a corner, waiting on a miracle. And the hardest of times remain spiritual. Must I? I mean, I look back when I was 15, right? And I'm like. Yo, when I get 19, I'ma be the Ellis nigga in the motherfucking planet. I'm, I'm taking over the game. And I'll be turning 20 in September. <laughs> you feel me though, right? Yeah. Timeless, rhymes this, ridicule like I miss and I miss Fragile as a baby born blind, it defines this Simply as a nigga who refines his reality Dimensions on approval, so divine it Cancels out the truth, the scenarios of kindness When others lend a hand and you refute it Cause of pride, it's mindless, sign this No code, I'm just trying to get my life away Before the future finds it Desperate to remove hate, notice I'm removing love Actions are irrational, they ask What you doing, love? And I reply basically with no response Notice that my worth is getting lower like Diddy with bonds You see them demons but you let them in the surface When the damage is done, now you question is it worth it Father from the future, thousand kisses from love But no Luther couldn't cure me Surely must I That wasn't like 
you know, nobody else has a song over it though, right? It's just a beat. Uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure. There, okay. there may be a. I think maybe most staff might have done something over it, but I'm, okay. I'm to be honest, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Uh, so the other day, this is Friday. I went to a high school graduation. Yeah. And the keynote speaker, he delivered uh, a message that kind of reminded me of one of your albums, Fear Not Failure. He told the kids, uh, he gave them an acronym. He said, uh, don't be afraid to fail. Fail means first attempt in learning. Mm -hmm. That's what he said to them. So uh, when did you stop being afraid to fail? Um, I think like, I... Me, like with just... At anything, because that's what that album was about, right? Yeah, yeah I think um, I think I, I stopped being afraid to fail once I realized that. I, I think once I stopped caring about having to prove something to somebody, okay. I think failure became less and less of an issue for me. Um, I was super big on approval and acceptance and not wanting to let people down and. I think failure, you know, fa failure even in itself doesn't really make a lot of sense. You're dealing with something that hasn't happened yet, you know, and um, failure is also based off of perception as well. You know, how do you take, you know, slip ups and losses, you know, um, you really don't fail unless you just completely quit and give up. So I think after, after I just realized that um, I, I, I needed to stop proving things to people and started understanding how to accept myself. Uh, that's when my fear of failure began to really fade. Okay, so if you had to uh, pick, I guess, a song, it's just kind of difficult, but if you had to pick a song from like the earlier parts of your career that kind of represented you at that time mm -hmm. uh, to play for the show, uh, what would that be? Probably be... Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I would say maybe... I would say... Be a man on Brooklyn Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and why would you, why do you choose that song? Um, just because it was it, it's really kind of been my internal internal mission. Okay. Uh, I think that that song was all about like trying to understand how to be a man for myself, mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of been my mission. That's been a part of my mission and a part of my story um, for a while. But definitely at that time, it was crucial. It was definitely like the only thing that consumed me at one point. to be a man, what it takes to be a man, be a man. 
make decisions off emotions Till I left my shawty, had my heart half broken Try to study logic, but it put me in a shell Overanalyzing simple situations that was hell So I try to find a balance in between, but it's hard Seeing how I'm betting on a dream Money ain't a thing till you steal a nigga's food And ballers and alien parlors put you in a bad mood Trying to maintain, fighting for a breakthrough What does not exist is impossible to break you So I never heard of death, pain is non-existent But it doesn't change, then I feel so distant For a steady life, motherfucker, I'm wishing If I should be lucky, I don't know what y'all sipping Man, I'm just trying to understand What it takes for me to be a man And I'm just trying to understand What it takes to be a man What it takes to be a man Be a man for myself And I'm just trying to understand What it takes to be a man What it takes to be a man Be a man for myself And I'm just trying to understand What it takes to be a man What it takes to be a man No salary, and pray to God Allah be looking out for me like his offspring in that cavalry when I'm subject to these fallacies. What you do? Not go postal in this motherfucker. This is dismissed when I approach you in 
this motherfucker in time uh-huh. J-Tim, uh-huh. every minute counts, fuck fake friends How many hours do a nigga gotta take? Getting before the minute when a nigga starts breaking If I don't get mine, then I'ma break again They break faces, begin taking what I feel is old yeah. Last straw, yeah. shit talk with your glass jaw uh-huh. Lights out when I pass, y'all uh-huh. No remorse when I ride in uh-huh. Asking questions like why the madness Give a look and tell them that I've been What's wrong? Telling everybody round fucking golf. I don't wanna be the one to bust start to get rushed off. But I swear to God that these actors is full of duck sauce. So I don't pay the mind, you get cut off. You don't kill the mom, but when the pens of all this, when the end is drawn for you, fuck ball. What you do? Postal in this motherfucker No words involved when I approach you in this motherfucker Action, don't even test I'll be a fatal mistake for those relaxing I'm on the edge of absence Irrational thoughts to bring forth to retract sin Don't even ask when A thief in the night, no caption Forget the blood on your front door I'm killing till the whole scene's absent No heart, lost soul Wits and evil apostle And just when you think I had enough I pop up telling every motherfucker to die slow Kill them all, kill them off. Yeah. Mindset filled with ills, evoke chills when it all goes down. Goblin emerges from the depths of hollow grounds. Metamorphosis, the fortress, the patience, devour. Bittersweet, violently pushed in the sour. Confronting cowards, embrace of vengeance, the final hour. Postal, no you didn't come at me that way. Ticked off, everybody's head ripped off. Prepare for liftoff when I kick ball, nigga miss off. Return of a bitch off. What? Then in the middle of a nigga's pissed off, rage against machinery. Nothing's ever what it seems to be. Niggas are popping, never keep it G. Oh shit, what now? On edge, don't fuck around. I got no patience, no waiting. I'm fuck starving. I'm through patience. Running in it without a for true hatred. See the eyes of a heartless rock while I'm ready to sink his fangs in a pearl. Yeah. Fuck y'all twice, middle fingers to the brown. Nowhere close, nowhere close, nowhere near, nowhere near. Bullshit, bullshit. Fuck out of here, fuck out of here. Don't fuck around, fuck around. I'm on that edge, I'm on that edge. And if you push out with your motherfucking head, fall back, my nigga, don't let me go. I'm still in this motherfucker. Okay, so uh, you had a song called uh, Gambler. It was like one of the first songs on uh, Fear Not Failure. Fear Not Failure, yeah. yeah. Uh, way back. This is crazy. Uh, what would you say is the biggest gamble of your professional career that you've taken today? Um, of my professional career? Like as far as making music? Um, as far as making music? Or just everything. Just everything that has to do with your career. Uh, I'd say the biggest gamble I took was probably leaving Visionary Music Group. Oh, that, that's coming up. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's get to it now. Without 
without uh, going into like the controversy, like people can read, you know, yes. the whole backstory. But what would you say is the biggest lesson that you learned from uh, the Visionary Music Group situation? Um, I think I just learned. I don't know if it's necessarily a lesson. Well, yeah, okay. I guess like the, the biggest lesson I learned was understanding myself and understanding what I want and my vision fully um, before being a part of anybody else's vision. Okay. I, I think that was my biggest lesson that I learned. Okay, and was the name change from Quest to Silver the Q, was that, uh, I guess, kind of from the fallout of the VMG situation? Um, there was, it, was, it wasn't necessarily a direct okay. uh, consequence, but there was definitely, um, it definitely kind of all tied in. I mean, Silver the Q kind of came about really just from understanding and from new understandings and from learning about myself. Okay, uh, so I guess what are the differences between Quest the MC and Silver McHugh the MC? Well, Quest is an idea, um, and Quest was kind of formulated as an idea to fulfill this role of like the ultimate rapper. Like I come from an era of the of the best rapper alive. Everybody kind of had this title, and yep. there was this uh, there was this staple of what you needed to be, and Quest was my attempt at that. Um, Silver McHugh is really me shedding all of the expectations of what I've set for myself and really just saying, well, how can I be as much as myself as humanly possible um, outside of the stigmas that I've placed for myself. Okay, so would you say you're kind of like getting even more personal, you know, with Silver and the Q than you were with uh, when you were being questioned? Yeah, I think I think I think it's really more or less about showing my personality okay. and stop and you know s stopping the attempt to fulfill something and embracing every part of myself. So uh, I, I don't I don't, I don't necessarily think it'll be in, t in terms more personal. Um, I think it'll just be more about showing my character and showing who I am as a person. Okay. So, uh, like I was telling you, the format of my show is I have someone come on and they discuss one of their favorite uh, classic albums. Uh, the show is called Thursday Throwback. I put it out every Thursday. Yeah. And I have someone, you know, I'm interviewing them about their careers and I, then I have them discuss an album they love. Yeah. By someone else. Mm -hmm. So, uh, floor is yours. Uh, I guess uh, it's only appropriate right now because the 20 year anniversary is coming up. Okay. Uh, Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt. Okay, I, I've had someone do it, but we can we can cover it from your uh, perspective. I mean, there's a, there's a couple others as well. I mean, no, we can go with Jay Z. Reasonable doubt. Absolutely, let's do it. Uh, what is it about that album that uh, kind of endeared you to it? You were kind of young when that came out, weren't you? Um, yeah, I was six to be honest. Okay. I didn't discover um, I didn't discover uh, Reasonable Doubt until, until I was maybe like 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. Um, the thing about Reasonable Doubt, man, is just that people don't understand the. Uh, you don't understand the amount of stigma that was attached to that album okay. um, and how it was covered in this sense of, uh, of typicalness you know mm -hmm. like it was right at the height of the mafioso era yep you know so you know everybody was trying to be like the big mob boss and he kind of definitely um, his portrait and his album portraits definitely perpetuated that stigma that was going on that was super popular mm -hmm. um, people were automatically kind of putting him into this drug dealer route you know, or the drug dealer turned rapper route. So he was, you know, even throughout the cases, even throughout the cases, a lot of people, especially within the industry, kind of just shrugged it off. You know, as like, oh, okay, yeah. another mafioso rapper. Yeah. Um, but I think once people kind of digested it, um, it was amazing to hear the not only the description and storytelling, mm -hmm. but um, and, and experiences, but also the the mini dualities of 
practice that he of this um, lifestyle that he was displaying. You know, at that time, drug dealing was just so. It, it was so like survival, drug, rap, you know what I mean? But he really expressed both sides and really, and that became a theme throughout his career. Um, also from the, from the lyricism to the partnering of certain, you know, artists, you know what I mean? Like uh, having Mary J. Blige, having Big, you know, showcasing and, you know, showcasing and reintroducing um, Foxy Brown again. Um, you, you just had this, you had this album that, you knew was good, couldn't appreciate at the time, but as time pushed forward. I appreciated it at the time. I'm from New York originally. Yeah. I appreciated it at the time, but yeah, the, the city as a whole, they were kind of slow to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was like he still had to prove himself, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he was kind of big on the mixtape scene, like DJ Clue and things like yeah. that, but he still had to prove himself. Uh, like, if you really paid close, close attention, I don't I don't know if you would remember this, because this was like, yeah, was, you were like super young. But uh, there was a song by a group named Original Slaver. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Can I Get Open? open. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he, have you seen the video for it? Or? Yeah. He's, okay, uh, yep. I think he's like the fourth or fifth guy. Yep. Can I get it with this? It, yeah. Okay. Yep. There you go. But we knew him from that. But then um, he still had to prove himself. Because by, by the time he came out, you know, Big was popping, Nas was popping, Wu-Tang was popping. He still had to, like, prove himself. And it, it took a little while for everybody to start believing. But I was like, this is a great uh, album when it he was always the guy that was just kind of like, like that was in the mist and in the background that you just kind of saw and then sprouted wings when yep. every everybody else kind of just came back. You know, he was the guy that was like under jazz and then he was the guy that was under um, that was under Kane and then you know with original flavor and you know had you know can't get with that and then you know the whole ticket to jail I'm gonna get a pal you know just kind of faded into obscurity. So it took him a while to really find his groove. Um, but that album to me. Um, it was just very special how the displays of duality in a lifestyle like that were so effortlessly um, described at a time where you don't have that much intricacy. Okay, so uh, if you had to pick a song off Reasonable Doubt to play for the show, yeah, uh, definitely be uh, Bring It On. Bring It On. Great song. A lot of people don't like that song. I don't. I don't get it. But people say that's like the weak link on the album. Nah. Like there are no weak links. Nah, there's no weak links. Right. I mean, if I had to pick a weak link, it'd probably be. Cashmere thoughts had to grow on me. But... Yeah, Cashmere thoughts probably be like that. Probably be like my weak link. But like, bring it on to me was um, you know, J- Jade's very specifically. I just never heard anybody switch their flow that much within one verse. So. Man, that, that's just, just from a pure skill and fun level, that that's the one record that I always go to. Okay, uh, speaking of, uh, segue back to how thoughtful you murdered a Jay-Z beat. You murdered, I know. Oh, man, thank I'm, you, man. I'm, I'm going to play that on the show. <laughs> For people that aren't familiar, you, you killed it. Thank you. How thoughtful. I mean, the concept was like, you spent some high shit. Something that you know means something. It's like how thoughtful. But then you know it's also like I gave y'all free tape, so it's like oh how thoughtful of him, you know? Yeah. Just just in case y'all yeah, just ask me. Uh, don't wanna be a victim to society to gain some notoriety. There has to be variety. 
Something that's inside me to tell me there's another way Something that can keep me going farther, farther Things are so much harder Lost my mind and out of space Damn, I feel so out of place Back to the lab where I can't see too straight Because my mind is faced with so much drama Suicide bomber Thinking about why I have lost is causing too much trauma Wish that I could take it back Wish that I was diligent Wish that I was careful Possibly more militant Then I would be killing shit Nigga, guess who's feeling it? No more pain, it's a goddamn shame But I got my lane for feeling sick Thoughts of my subconscious I feel it with nonsense Manifestation began solely from the noggin I've lost it Darkness, I can feel it strolling And nobody's around for consoling Holding, I gotta get myself together This air is rainy weather When the damage is done, I come back a million times better Kinda like a super saiyan If you only knew what I've been through Your underestimation, I take this appreciation Take limits and I make lemonade And a renegade comes to the aid, nigga never fade So I take this here like a loss in the cost of the rent It's cost when I get it off My chest on pen and paper can't take me off it I will never fuck with you, erases I reference back from last year But I digress and I digest my fatal past Still affecting my craft Still depressing my ass Still stressing no cash Watch me go insane I got 99 problems and they got me fucking drained A prison to progression Crying in my sessions as I beautifully explain My confessions learn your lessons Little one, you're a little gun This is for the majors Life for the responsible Be all about they pay for your dick uh, Your dick uh, uh, Your dick uh, Your dick Hey yo Jay, what up? Motherfuckers Fucking talking that comeback shit like they cooking crack Shit, I ain't fronting all I want my pockets green like slum chains You know what I'm saying? Front the road, we roll back like rubbers, motherfucker For real With no trace of age We keep our pockets fully blown Rockin' from the click, nigga Ayo, hey, we patting down pussy from Sugar Hill to the Shark Bar Fuck a bitch, D in the Mark car We got the bad bitches gasping for air and aspirin Searching for aspirin when I ass in We swing, you cling, we do our thing and bring Sling and ding-a-ling from Best-Stop, Brooklyn to Beijing East Coast hostess, hostile, colossal Money flaring like nostrils for drug dealing apostles huh? Al Pacino down to Nino Brown Me, Jay, and Primo got his soda across the board like Pacino Teflon, make sure your jammy is full Cause I heard Sammy the Bull Lamps in Miami were pulled Tropical leaves where I got a few keys With momentum, stock a few G's Now it's unstoppable cheese Said we was garbage, so fuck college Street knowledge amazes the scholars When we coin phrases for dollars Star-studded bitches with crystals Get fucked with pistols Just to see my shit discharge pus I dropped a Stella, even a cappella. I got to tell all about Rockefeller Of a young Bobby De Niro Spent Spanish wisdoms in a whip with De Niro Crime organized like the Pharaoh I cream, I diamond gleam High post like Hakeem Got a lot of things to drive Brooklyn to Queens I gotta keep my steam Niggas wanna try to hem my long jeans Uptown fiend for Jay-Z to appear on the scene In the meanwhile, here's some dope for y'all to lean Liaison for days on end Money make the world go around So I made some to spend Can I live this dough with my negs in Dense flow like the Mississippi rib looking jig. Can't do for Dolo. Had to turn away when Tony killed Manolo. That's real. Mixed feelings like a mulatto. Thug thought he was OG Bobby Johnson. I played him like Benny Blanco. Mano a mano, you ain't ready. I find no trigger straight up. Shoot my guns horizontal. Get your weight up. 
I am 2.2 pounds, you're barely 125 grams Wouldn't expect y'all to understand this money Due to knowledge, due to few dollars I'm due to demolish, cruise Brooklyn through Hollis To a hood near you, cut the Money is power, I'm energetic with facial credit, pure platinum fetish, but cheddar spread lettuce, heroes get deadish, I make moves that remove pebbles out of shoes, you suck pistol, like pipe with the crystal, John Stockton couldn't assist you, convoys of business like we filing in the UN, so what the fuck you doing, whatever nigga, farfic nougat, record get polished, banking dollars with the commas, banging bitches out the Bahamas, on hides a llama, we cry nada, fly father, fry hotter, you die gotta, fuck with me, witness manana, absence of malice in my palace, call cousin now Dallas, Trick a finger with the callus Tip scales for mail to keep these niggas off balance Your frequent stops the OTB you feeding me Steamer niggas scheming on a wrist action with the gleams Juice for pop dupe, fulfill your dreams Never put the pure brown sugar before the dirty green Green, green, green to uh, Searching Silver. Let's see here. Uh, maybe I should hold on is one of my favorite songs on there. Mm. Ironically, I think my first two, my first, my favorite song, excuse me, on the album are like the first and the last song. Uh, but uh, maybe I should hold on. How do you keep going when you want to give up? Um, like as a, you know, as an up-and-coming rapper, you know, you, you're faced with obstacles. How do, how do you, you know, I mean, when you're feeling like that? Definitely faith. Okay. For me, number one, personally, it's faith. Um, and then number two, you know, you have to really love this, man. Like, it's, you know, it's this, grind. Yo, this game, like, you know, not, it's not, like, a lot, it's, it's funny because a lot of kids come up now and they see, like, the overnight success because of what people accept. Yeah. Um, but it's not like that for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not a situation where, you know, everybody's going to come out the gate swinging. You know, it's a grind, man, and, and if you don't really love it, if you don't, you're not really in love with this, you know, you're not going to last too long in this game. It doesn't matter how much success you get early either. Like, right. you're, just, you're not going to last long in this game. You have to be kind of, you almost have to go super hard catering to the lowest common denominator to be an overnight success at this point. Like, if you have skills or if you, like, really trying to do something, you know, art-based with hip-hop, it, it's gonna take a minute. Yeah, it's an abusive relationship. It's an abusive relationship, and I think it's yeah. also I think new guys, I think you guys like who have like a message and a purpose and want to be accepted in a certain realm have to understand that um it's not as important to be accepted in a rap game until later. You know what I mean? Like your purpose is just gonna have to be a little bit bigger than the confines of what rap entails nowadays. You know? Okay. And then my other uh, my other favorite song was Dying Words. Like, what do you want your legacy to be musically at the end of the day? Musically, I just want to tell my... I want to tell a story. I want to tell my story consistently. And I want people to learn from my story and apply it to their lives to better their lives. Okay. That's overall what I want my legacy to be. 
Um, I want to be known as the, the storyteller that told stories of his life that helped people better their lives. Okay. Uh, so with, uh, tell me about Far From Familiar. Um, I guess, I mean, I've, I've heard the album, you know, a few times, but what, what was the concept, you know, of the project? Um, Far From Familiar was a direct stem off of Searching Sylvan. Mm -hmm. Um, so after Searching Sylvan happened, it, you know, basically leads off of, uh, going to San Diego, going to LA, um, chasing my dreams, having, um, being able to have the opportunity to go after what I want full time. And Far From Familiar kind of describes that process. You know, it starts off, it, it takes place in three um, different areas, which is LA, Oakland, and then back to Miami, Florida. Um, starts off in L it starts off in LA, kind of comes off of the, you know, visionary leave, um, being in LA alone, having my own vision, not really having a team, getting caught up, parties, lifestyle, etc., etc., etc. Escaping that, getting a little lost in that, escaping it, going to Oakland, falling in love, um, meeting somebody that really influenced me to get back in touch with who I was as a person and as a man, and leaving that area to go back home to Miami, Florida to connect with my roots, see my family, and really remember where I came from and where I started. Uh, so it's kind of prophetic in a way. I actually didn't really plan it that way, but um, you know, when you listen to Searching Sylvan at the end, the last quote is, never forget where you came from, always remember where you started. Yep. And I ended up actually really coming back home and connecting with my roots and connecting with my family and, and really remembering why, who I am as a person, you know? I think, um, so the whole album kind of details these experiences that weren't familiar with who I was um, or what was going on, you know what I mean? Like I've never uh, been in LA for that extended amount of time, really hadn't seen that much success as plus. Um, never really been to Oakland or fell in love to the extent that I fell in love in Oakland, meeting people with different experiences and then coming back home, experiencing my family and them having a different life. It was just different, you know, it was, it was far from familiar. Okay, so let's see here. So what would you say are the differences? Because it's two completely different worlds, uh, L.A. and the Bay. Yeah. Uh, I've only been to the Bay once. Uh, I've been here four years. I've only been to the Bay once yeah. uh, for like a weekend. Uh, what would you say are the differences? Um, L.A. is very... Um, L.A. is very... There's an, there's an idea in L.A. that, that kind of like um, embodies this embodies like a whirlwind you know there's a lot going on in LA it's just you know it's it's so much industry it's so many different sections you never really kind of get it entirely you know it, it, it switches up it changes it's not really concentrated it's just kind of like it's, it's it's kind of a jungle in my opinion you know what I mean I think New York is more of a zoo but I think LA is really like a jungle where there's just different sections and different areas and you kind of have to learn how to maneuver your way through um, the Bay is just way more, in my, in my opinion, peaceful. It's way more, it, I feel like the culture is a little bit more concentrated. And um, I feel like the Bay is a little bit more natural. It's not as um, manufactured, you know what I'm saying? I feel like LA kind of gets like this, you get this kind of vibe from LA where it's like, it feels like somebody just kind of built a city here. You know what I mean? As opposed to where the Bay, it feels like everything is, you kind of get, you get like a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? At least that's kind of my take from it. 
Okay. Uh, but you say you're about to kind of relocate here or something? Yeah, I mean, um, I've been in L.A. for a little bit, just kind of grinding and doing what I need to do in the industry, okay. but then um, I think I'm actually going to relocate to the Bay okay. and, you know, actually spend my time there and then kind of go back and forth between L.A. and Miami. Okay. My advice as someone who's been here for four years, my, I have two tips that I, that I give anyone for surviving L.A. kind of quote-unquote, yeah. if you will. Um, I say try to find a circle or try to find friends if you can that are locals. Yeah. People that are not caught up in the you know the perception of what LA is. People that know that that all of this is just regular to them. People that might just go to Hollywood just you know, if they want to go to a party on the weekend, but you know the rest of the time they're you know just normal people. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I relocated here because my wife is from here. Oh yeah. Uh, we were long distance for about a year, and then I relocated. But she's from here, and just all of her friends are from here, and they're just normal you know normal people like yeah like people that grew up like on the block uh yeah. from friday mm -hmm. like stuff like that people that are just normal people yeah that's my first advice and then my second piece of advice for anyone moving to la is you have to get used to a lot of fake smiles a lot of fake handshakes yeah or a lot of oh oh for sure we'll get up we'll link and then yeah. if it doesn't happen it's yeah. you know no matter who the person is it, mm -hmm. it could be russell simmons yeah talking about oh you know let's let's link mm -hmm. But you know, and that's, that's just and that's the industry. You yeah, know what I'm saying like that's that's just the industry in general. Yeah. You know, I just think I think LA for me is like like for me being in LA it's just like doses. Like I, I have to have, I have to deal with LA in doses. Like yeah. I don't know if I can exist in LA. Right. You know what I mean? So, but you know, it's it's, it's still a great like it's still a great city. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still a lot of culture and a lot of history. It's just not necessarily for me to exist. In, you know. Okay, so how much, I mean, I'm assuming all of it, but how much of Far From Familiar was, you know, based in truth? Was any of it fictional? Oh, uh, no, all of it's real. Wow. Yeah, okay. every single part of that's real. Got it. Uh, so what would you say, uh, if, if you could pinpoint, what would you say that there is about this city that kind of causes people to go off the deep end a little bit? Um, it's just very, it's, it's, LA doesn't change. You know what I mean? They're like that's the, that's like we talk about from like a geographical standpoint. It just does, it doesn't change. It's sunny all the time. Yep. You know what I mean? There are no seasons. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's and it's very based in an industry um, that doesn't necessarily promote authenticity. Man. You know what I mean? So man, man. you you mix those two things together. Yeah. Like you're dealing with you're you're about you know what I'm saying? Think about think about coming I've seen like people that have come to LA, been here for about two years, from the time that I met them to the time that where they're at right now, completely they're different two people. completely different people. Right. I've never seen that more anywhere else. Like I've gone to New York, had homies who moved to New York, I have homies that moved other places. They may adapt, but you know, you don't see like vast changes. Like I right. see the most vast changes in LA man. So Right. A lot like a lot of no names, but like a lot of rappers come here and just lose their complete sense of who they were. And everything is normal, you know, uh drugs are normal. Um right. you know, sex is way, way more normal. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, abundance of alcohol is way more normal. I mean, you know, these things happen. But, you know, in L.A., it's it's the culture is way more open. And it's almost like in order to fit within certain confines of that culture, that's what you have to kind of be about. Um, people get caught up. It's easy. It's so easy to get caught up. You know, it's the industry in general, but L.A. is kind of like the home for the industry, in my opinion. It's where people come back home to reside in. It, it definitely is. Uh, I work kind of on the fringes. Like, I have a regular day job, but I work on the fringes, you know, of the industry like doing freelance journalism and, and different things like that but yeah. I, 
I, I kind of stay, you know, out of the out of the eye of the storm. Yeah, you know, man. for the most part, you have to, or you'll just like, you know, like that. Yeah, you'll just be gone like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you had to pick a song to play from Far From Familiar, that kind of represented the album, if you did. Um, creatively, sonically, cohesively, the whole mission probably be longer. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna take it up out of here playing that. Uh, tell the people where they can find you uh, online. You know. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at sylvanlequeue.com. First, you know, first and last name. Um, Twitter sylvanlequeue. Facebook sylvanlequeue. YouTube sylvanlequeue. Everything is sylvanlequeue. So, you know. Or even if you don't feel like, if you do not remember any of those things, you can type in Silver McHugh on in Google and everything will come up. Alright, so uh, what do you have coming up for the future? I'm sure you're still recording. Absolutely, um, still recording. Um, we're, pro- we're we're planning um, a tour for, hopefully for the summer, something super small, just to test, test out some dates. Um, could be possibly working on an EP for the fall. Um, working on another, probably possibly working on a secretive uh, collab EP with somebody else that I can't really talk too much about. Got it. Um, and then uh, planning for my album for next year. Got it. All right. Uh, thank you for coming through. And uh, that about sums it up. You guys can find me. You know where you can find me. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Thursday Throwbacks. GoRadio.com on Twitter. Uh, you know, that about does it. Thank you for coming through. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Of course. Absolutely. Jones, no hype. Fill a thoughts before off the wall. When I'm home alone, I get my colleague calls like. Well, I just got word for myself, I'm the greatest. So much ahead of my time at the finish line, waiting to wish myself congratulations. No need for praises. Give me like 500,000, a lawyer with patience. I'm simply a handy, a girl in her 20s. My Lisa Bonet with a good education. She doing pretty well. Uh, rolling with niggas who know the city well. Uh, LA girls and crop tops and denim. Little inspiration for the competition. God damn. No clue who to talk to, but still feeling like the man when I walk through. Gold chains, go watch with the clock bloom. Hollywood, feeling like I'm putting on a costume. Uh, 20 minutes cost no smart talk. 
Tryna chase a nigga down like a maca X in a text looking like a hama I'm fucked up, pray to God I don't fall off uh, I'm just caught up in drifting In love with ambition, I pray I'm forgiven This life I've been living, you know I don't listen Been all by myself, all I got is my mission I'm on Nobody wants to be alone On this corner sitting on your throne Mama say get it right Gotta live today cause you're here to die Nobody wants to be alone On this corner sitting on your throne Open your eyes Mama say mama sigh